1: Well, hey there, families, and welcome to today's episode where we are so excited to be here with our dear friend, Callie Kelsey. And she is going to have a great conversation with us about living a family life that's full of connection, empowerment, and adventure. Welcome, Callie. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. At the time of this recording, it is very early on a weekday. Our weekend morning, and so thank you for coming over here and um, spending your morning with us. We adore you and everything that you're doing in the world, and we are just so excited to get into this topic today so you can really inspire us.
2: Oh yeah. Thank you. And
1: families, you are going to be inspired by Callie. So Callie, you know, we were joking about what, you know, Callie's title is with all that she does in the world, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a new title this morning. She is <laughs> literally like the biggest boss mom ever. She is the CEO or maybe the C O O of the Kelsey family. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Who making it happen.
1: I know, like the <laughs> the things that you're doing, and, and she's going to tell, tell you guys all about it here in a second, um, but it's really phenomenal. You are juggling a lot of things that are very inspirational and very important in the world and in our community and to your family, and I know um, to your family, you're such a treasured um, member, and to our community and to our family, you really inspire us. So today, listeners, she is going to talk to us about different ways um, that she really, you know, ways that the organizations that she's created and led and, and things that she does within her family also um, to really build up the connection and then also make sure everyone feels empowered and then always, always um, with a big dose of adventure. So, Kelly, tell us a little bit about yourself and... Um, how many kids you got, and just some of the things that you've done over the last decade here in California. We want to hear it all.
2: Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. Well, I, I'm Callie. I have four kids. They're 12, 9, 6, and 4. So, Yay. just with that, our lives are very adventurous, <laughs> yeah. especially with my four-year-old. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm wife to Superman. My husband is literally oh. like Clark Kent. Wears the suit during the day, he shows up at home, and cruises around with a skateboard to get some energy out at night. And nice. He's always helping and serving others, and it's the best thing ever. So, oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, it's it's fun. I like I love my life. I'm yes. grateful for my life. That's um, awesome. So, yeah, let's just see. In the past few years, I founded a program called Skate Rising that teaches girls or focuses on girls, but it's not mm-hmm. just for girls. Right. Um, focuses on teaching emp- or compassion through service opportunities and empowerment through skateboarding.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> goodness, so good.
3: A lot yeah. of good things right there.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's very out of the box, very different. But I swear it was years ago that I just realized there are no boxes. No nice. one needs to fit in any mold. Like, the beauty of us being individuals and us having different talents and abilities is the fact that we can do anything in our own way whenever we can, you know? So, mm, it's, yes, it's good that way. I like it.
1: Yep. And, and to pause real quick, just to give listeners a context, too. So, you guys, if you've ever heard the kids edition of the Fresh Start Family Show with um, Stella and her friend Aubrey, that's Callie's daughter. Um, who did, they, they spoke, they, that episode was about, um, how to create an I am statement. And I know kids have had really great feedback on how they love that episode. And then just a little bit more context for you, you know, as Callie goes on and talks about her work. Um, two of her girls, because you have three girls, one boy, right? Mm-hmm. So um, so, so Aubrey, who did that episode with Stella and who's one of Stella's best friends, um, is a ripping skateboarder and her sister is a ripping skateboarder. And I'm sure your third one is now coming up. Um, yeah, to the point wondering. where you're literally like you watch these girls and you're like, holy smokes, what is happening? How is this possible? So True <laughs> this, story. just a little context <laughs> for you guys to, to know, like, um, as Kelly goes on to talk about um, this organization she created. And so, OK, so keep telling us. So you you found out you, or you realize like there are no boxes. And, and here, I think a few years ago, you're looking at these two girls who are obviously starting to become very interested in skateboarding. Like, how did they even get into
2: that? Okay, so I truly am a rebel at heart. Nice. (laughs) Like, if someone tells me I can't, I'm going to not even say anything back. I'm just going to go and do. Nice. And figure out a way. Yeah. No matter how many times I make mistakes and have to learn through them. (sighs) Anyways, years ago, um, when Aubrey was seven and Kira was five... We used to go to the beach every single weekend and get families down there, and I randomly called it like dads and daughters surf days, and all the dads would get the girls out in the water and push them into the waves together, and it was so fun. It was as soon as it started to get to be like fall time, so it was getting cooler outside, and Matt was starting to work more, you know, earlier, um, the sun set earlier, so, and I had a baby (laughs) strapped to me, and then a toddler at my hip, like, I realized I'm not going to be getting in the water with them to push them into waves. So I started thinking of other things that I could get them into that were relatively inexpensive and really fun. Yeah. Skateboarding was the first one that came to my mind.
1: Nice.
2: And I was a cheerleader and a gymnast growing up. So it was kind of out of the box, but I also hung out with the skater boys. Yeah. And so for whatever reason, I just thought, okay, this is an easy thing that we could potentially all do as a family at some point. And I brought it up to my parents and my husband. And my parents were like, are you insane? (laughs) And my husband was like, no.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: But then my husband and my father went on a surf trip. <laughs> yes. And I brought the girls down to McGill's because I really thought, you know what? I feel like I'm getting pushed there. It's something that can kind of relate to surfing. It's definitely not the same, but right. it can be relatable. And I let them pick out their decks. My friend like drew all over them, and we also got a deck for Matt, my husband. Nice. So when he came home from a surf trip... The kids were decked out with skateboards and helmets and pads, and he had a skateboard deck with all their footprints on it. Oh, so, my <laughs> no way, guess what? It's happening. Yeah, it's happening. happening, and yeah. you get to be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was really—that's oh, crazy. So he hadn't
1: really skated before that because he's a ripping skateboarder too.
2: Matt is—I have—I wish that I had the talent that Matt has. He you can, can literally up. step foot on anything and learn in like a snap. Oh
1: my gosh,
0: we... that's crazy. <laughs>
2: He, I built him a BMX bike for Father's Day, oh. and sorry for the tangent, but I built this bike because our friend that is a BMX rider from Hungary was over, yeah. and Matt just wanted to try the bike in the bowl, but instead of just trying the bike in the bowl, he literally got on his bike and rolled into the bowl, first time he had ever been on a BMX bike, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like like freaking out inside. Yes. Okay, I do not want broken bones. I really am worried all right now, right but I'm just going to let him figure it out, I guess.
1: <laughs> okay, and we're just going to like be tangents all over the place because <laughs> listeners need to like understand literally like what an inspirational person that we have the honor of like sitting with this morning. So, again, I'm just going to review. She built her husband a BMX bike, which is just <laughs> I don't even know how you do that. And then she did mention a bowl. She's built a giant skateboarding bowl in her backyard to provide a wonderful opportunity for her kids to be able to skateboard nonstop. So let's, like, she's going to talk about that in a minute, but that's what we're talking about when she says, he went in the backyard and dropped in the bowl, which is literally like, so those are just amazing things just dropped into that little conversation. But we're going (laughs) to keep going more on the bowl. I know you're going to talk to us so much about the bowl, but if listeners are like, what does that even mean?
2: I know, confusing. That is
1: like... (laughs) A giant pool in your backyard, imagine, listeners, but it has no water. And here in Southern <laughs> California, we do not have, like, backyards. So, Callie literally has turned her entire backyard into a skateboarding bowl, and it is absolutely beautiful. It's oh, not like an and ice they a, And
3: they have a mini-ramp, too. And,
1: they, like, and chickens. We <laughs> Like,
3: I remember when we... Um, we, we made our mini ramp and we're like, I was like, we're going to dedicate our whole side yard to this mini ramp. Well, no, they did that on their side yard and the whole backyard too. Really. <laughs> so it's um, full commitment, full send. Yes. yes. Okay. Send
2: it. Full send.
1: Okay, so <laughs> sorry to interrupt. So now we're back to, okay, we got off on a little bit of a tangent, but we were talking about, oh yes. Okay. So you back got to the girl skating right? all the boards set up yeah. and, and then you're like, okay, so you got Matt on board. You like pulled the heartstrings of his, you know, this is before he even tried to get
2: on board though. Okay. This was so. I mean, I made the board because I'm like, he won't be mad if he sees right. the kids' footprints <laughs> yeah. on his oh, skateboard. Mad like, at little footprints, yeah. and I knew that he would love it. He was a snowboarder. That was something he did growing up. So Perfect. it seemed like that was also relatable to skateboarding. So even while he was gone, I had Chase literally in what is it a baby ergo Yes. yes. me. I mean, he was only a few months old, yeah. and Juliet was three at the time, and I had Kieran and Aubrey. <laughs> no idea what I'm doing, mom with a couple girls that have skateboards going to the skate park. Right. And it's like getting dark and I'm getting to the um, Encinitas Skate Plaza. Yeah. And we pull up and there's a bunch of teenage boys there. Right. Aubrey looks at me, this little seven-year-old girl is looking at me saying like, mom, I don't know about this. And I'm kind of looking around like, I don't know about this. Right. <laughs> but I kind of, I didn't say that. I looked at her and I just said, okay, well, this is what skateboard boarding looks like yeah so it's up to you if you want to try or not but if you don't at least try you're never gonna know yeah oh my gosh it gives me
1: chills uh, because this girl is yeah. like ripping man like she's born to skate she and I just picture yeah. you having this pivotal moment in time where you're encouraging this little girl to like just find courage to step into something new is
3: like so the, <laughs> you know whether it's skateboarding or whether it's anything else I think this is a key thing for parents it's like mindset number one, because this was for as much for you as it was for her. You're like, Absolutely. I don't know. She doesn't know. But if we don't try,
2: we'll not never mine, know. We'll
3: never know. Right. Yes. So, but we can do it together. Exactly. And I'll support you. Yeah. Either way. And yeah.
2: I saw yeah. that. I saw, I, I, I think most parents have seen this at some point with their kids, but I saw like her thinking about it
3: and right. her thinking
2: more about it. And then there was just that moment where I could tell it clicked. And she pushes her board on the floor and she just starts trying to push across the skate park, like yeah. through the boys, which now I know is not necessarily the safest when there's such get- <laughs> a skating. Like yeah. I, I wasn't um, aware of skate park etiquette at the time, yes, yeah. but, but I knew that that was her doing her for her. Right. It wasn't about me. It wasn't about anybody else. It was, she made the decision that she was going to try something totally out of her comfort zone to see what happened next, you know? Yes. And... I mean, it is so Aubrey's thing. The minute she was on the skateboard, she never wanted to get off. Mm. And Kira, just little Kira in her little tutu, you know, five years old, just following in suit, trying to figure it out. So so that was the beginning of skateboarding. But it was within the next few months, and it was only a few months, that I saw things and became aware of the powerful lessons that come through the act of skateboarding. Yes, And you can get that through other things, but in my experience and in my perspective, they come way more naturally and much quicker with skateboarding because you're going to fall,
1: right?
0: Like you're going
2: to fall and you're going to fall hard. Yeah. And it's probably going to be a lot of times.
1: Sometimes you're going to break your shoulder.
2: Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know it, it can happen that's you, you hope not but yeah sometimes breaks happen <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, listeners that was a reference to literally this summer I was at one of Callie's events yes was it all, it was national skateboarding day. Yeah, it, and, and we just decided to have thing. a
2: party with kids at the Y, because why not? Yeah.
1: Do- <laughs> and I was trying to drop in on a bigger, whatever you call it, ledge. You, What is the term of that? That was Side a quarter pipe, right? Uh, mm, okay, yeah. sh- sure, whatever. This ed- The edge of the Y, with a spotter, but my... Forty-two-year-old tendons in my shoulder did not like it. They actually hung on tight, but when I fell, it fractured, fractured my shoulder. So, but sometimes you just But talk just about went all down. the
3: things you did up to that point. I know you I'm... were you were doing so good.
1: Oh, dude, I was on fire. Yeah. I was like, Callie, Callie was like filming yeah. me. I was dropping in on the little ones. I was so fired up. But there's out.
3: a lesson like... right there. Sometimes yeah. in skateboarding, you're like, okay, cool. I got comfortable. Maybe I should just stay there for a little bit. Yeah, well, and
2: that's it. Like it, but it teaches confidence. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It also teaches you to be cautious and think things through right right and
1: and little like the younger bones are way more resilient like most people most some of us like you and I are are learning when we're older and I'm taking a pause I'm more of a surfer I realize but (laughs) like some of us learn when we're older but at the same time like we're talking about kids are just their bones are very resilient like they can take falls super hard when they're young a lot easier than I think me older Their bones are resilient
2: for sure, but their minds are too. Yes, exactly. And that's another thing that comes with the skateboarding. Like the perseverance and the resilience that it has taught my girls, and that I initially saw in just a few months' time from simple things, just learning the simple things, the pushing, the kick turns, you know, all these little moves. um, It was so powerful. And then the confidence that they gained through it. Yes. So I'm looking at this stuff. I'm looking at these little girls and my other two kids, and it seems crazy to me, but there's not really a lot of other girls at the skate park. And I realized my kids need friends at the skate park too. Like every little girl should have these experiences or have the opportunity to at least try and learn through doing. Yeah. So I decided, why not? You know what? I'm just going to plan an event for girls to skate at. (laughs) I've never done anything like this, but I'll figure it out. Yes. <laughs> and so I did. I tried to figure out, you know, how to make it. I made like a whole um, presentation to, to show to the Parks and Rec Department at Encinitas and as to why it would be impactful and important. And this was before any of the service aspect came in. Right. So they said, yeah, go and do. Let us know how it goes.
0: Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited
2: So the day comes and there were like 32 kids at this first event. And I had already become friends with Amelia Brodka, who's the co-founder of Exposure, a large nonprofit for women in skateboarding that actually holds the world's biggest event for women in skateboarding every year. And so she actually showed up and brought some of her professional female Friends.
1: To the first event, right? to the
2: first event so ever. Cool. So it was yeah. just destiny. cool factor, like, just right. cool factor. Yeah, yeah. but it, I mean, for me, it was like when she showed up. I, you know, those moments where you're like, "You've got my back." Right. <laughs> it was one of those just such a sweet thing. She did not need to do that. She's busy, but she did. She she showed up. Yeah, and that was really sweet. So after this first event, I realized there's a need and there's a desire. Because I don't ever really see girls at the skate park. And now there's 32 here for the first one that's ever been done. Okay, cool. Well, I'm also a mom of four kids. What am I doing? (laughs) Like, like, do I have time and energy to put into this when I have like a six-month-old strapped to me at everything I'm doing at the skate park? Um, So I thought I have to add something else. Like, there needs to be more of a purpose for me to to have the effort and time to put into it.
0: Right.
2: And I looked at my kids and I thought about it. What do I want my kids to learn through life? Like, if I could just add specific messages or hope that specific messages got through to them, what would they be? And for me, it was the compassion and the confidence. Like, the confidence that you can be, do, and act however you want to. Like, you know, in a healthy, positive way, of course. But be who you want to be. Do what you want to do. And acknowledge and be aware of the people surrounding you.
1: Oh, yeah. that's so beautiful! <laughs> those are like two rock solid.
3: And things. The, and how amazing that it, like it seems like God gave you just enough of a glimpse into the future, but not so much that you're just like I see it a little bit, but I don't see it all, and I'm just going to step into it. And yeah, you, like each so each courageous. step of that journey so far, and that's not even the that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. and you just kept stepping into it. And yeah, kept stepping a little further, but that going a little further.
2: I feel like that's just my life these days or yeah. in general, like since that time, I swear yeah. since right after I had Chase. So, you know, he's four and a half, almost five. So four, four and a half years ago, that's just been my life. Like I had to, I chose to let go right, and let God, if yeah. that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Like let go and let God, like well, I don't same. have control. Yeah. But I, I have certain talents and abilities that I've been, you know, blessed with and I want to use those to benefit the most amount. So if, if there's a way to do things in the most effective way and support the, the biggest amount of people, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go there and be there and do it. I love it.
3: And so. I'm sure if you tried to overthink it, like take yourself like several steps back or years back, I bet you'd get overwhelmed with like, I can't do that. I don't know that like you wouldn't know how to connect the dots. Yeah. But you just kept pushing because I think there's so many people that never get in the game because they're just like they can't figure it all out ahead of time.
2: Seems overwhelming, and, and, and they're just box.
3: like, "Well, I'm not. I'm just. Mm, I'm just not going to go because I can't figure it all out. I don't know how I do that." Yeah. And um, I think you're a beautiful example of just being like, "We'll see." Like, and and ma- maybe I don't happy. know yet. I think there's this whole power of yet in there and all these mm-hmm. things too that Growth we mindset. love what our kids, you know, bring home to us. And then we're like, we're in the same boat every yeah. day and oh we gosh. can, well, we can just continue to learn or we can just say, yeah, I can't really figure that out. So I, I maybe I'm not cut out for that. The, yeah,
2: <laughs> what you just hit on just made me think of a conversation I had with Aubrey and Kira this past week. Yeah. So like I said, Aubrey's 12, Kira's nine. Something had happened and I felt really overwhelmed and I was like, I just got to go for a few minutes. I'm just going to sit in my room and chill. Yeah. I come back out and I'm like, I sit Aubrey and Kira down and I just look at him and I'm like, I want you to know that I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm going to do everything I can to, to lead and guide and walk beside you as you find your way. Right. And I'll be here <laughs> to support you. Oh but I need us to do it as a team because I've never been here. Yes. So I don't know what's happening next, but I'll be right next to you with whatever comes. That's but awesome. If we can do it together. Oh, my God. You're that's... like in a bucket of
1: tears. Oh, my gosh. I'm so... I love my job. I get to like, <laughs> interview the most amazing people. It's just so amazing. Oh.
3: Yes. Well, that's so wonderful. I mean, we've we've had that on both sides. I mean, we've shared with listeners, like... Stella and us having like these moments where she'll come to us and actually highlight to us it's like, look, I don't know, I, I I'm I'm only this. You, I've only you, been a kid. I've only been a kid this many years. years and she
1: was seven, and I was blowing up on her one
3: night, she was like,
1: "Mom, it's okay. I've only been a kid for seven years. You've only been a mom for seven years. Like, we're doing this together. We can figure this out."
3: Like she said that to <laughs> us, and then and then we've had to see, say that to her, and it's like. It takes a lot of, um, I don't know, like humble strength to be able to to share that with your kids or have your kids actually then flip it around on you. And it's like, but it's the truth.
1: It is the truth. It's Absolutely. the truth. If
3: everybody is just operating out of this position of like, you do this because I say so and I know best. You're like, you might not yeah. know anything. Yeah, <laughs> and so just itself. admit it. Like, and And you'd be surprised the connection that you get through actually admitting that, You don't know all of this, but I do know one thing. We're going to do this together.
2: Yeah. And we'll figure it out. I mean, there's like, if you imagine like a line, right. And there's either love and connection or protection and power, right? right? Like we're all trying to be in the middle, but we go back and forth on each side and things get crazy, but it's, you know, you either can try to control things. Which there's no love and connection when you're trying right. to control. Empowering
1: fear force. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's like have power or empower in right. my mind. Right. You know, like, oh, I, I so don't know. Yeah. I just, I, <laughs> the struggle is real, man. I think right. we're all in the same yeah. spot where, <laughs> you know, we try to be the best we can, but we're I, yeah. I fail all the time. But when I say fail, that's not a bad thing. Like I'm right. learning through doing, which is literally the best way to learn.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, and you're modeling that not like in those beautiful conversations when you came out of your room and said that to the girls, but then you're also modeling it in how you're choosing to live your life where you, you know, as we're continuing down this story, because there's so much more of it. But um, so obviously, it's like you're to this point where you clearly have the why. You know why you've identified that you want your kids to be compassionate and confident. Like, those are just two simple key takeaways for their life that I so clearly see in your children. Like, it is, your children are amazing. Like, I literally, like, want to hang out with them every day. Um so you have the why you. and you don't know the how just like all of us parents like we're like we know what we want we want to raise our kids with connection and confident, or confidence and compassion and grace and firmness kindness but we don't know how but we're getting there um so you have the why and then you step forward to create skate rising and let's keep going now so <laughs> How does it, like, it starts so to get the, bigger. the philanthropy
3: part of it is now coming into it. You said, okay, now you highlighted the things that you wanted to be, the, the takeaways, now implementing it.
2: So implementing it, but not a huge tangent. But okay. there's a word. The word is Ubuntu. And the word comes okay. from the African course of language. It's like the clicking language. Okay. Okay. This word, someone had brought to me a couple years in the past. And it had kind of been like my life philosophy or like the way that i wanted to live Mm -hmm. and to give you a little backstory well first when it's translated into english it means i am because we are or i am only a person through other people awesome but the story that goes along with it is there's an anthropologist that brings a basket of fruit to a village in africa and he hides the basket of fruit and then he gets the children in the village together and he says i've i've hidden a basket of fruit and you guys can go and whoever finds it can keep it and he leaves So these children get up and they search for the basket of fruit and they sit down in a circle and they start enjoying the fruit. Well, the anthropologist comes back and he looks at the children and he says, well, why did you all go together when one of you could have kept it for yourself? And their response was Ubuntu. How can one of us be happy when the rest of us are sad? So it's that community, connection, and support That every single one of us need. Babies can't survive without connection. Yeah. Like we all, especially I think in the United States, feel like we have to be doing so much on our own. Like, you know, we got to go and do and, you know, be strong within ourselves. That's cool. That's great. Look around. Yes. There's there's a broader community. So when you're strong and confident within, then you can give to others in, in a way that will teach them essentially to have the same. So yes, bringing that connection and the community together was a huge part of the whole process. So People then comes don't. to the point of, okay, I know that community connection, service opportunities and skateboarding. I don't think anything like this has ever been done. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. So I think the first one we decided, I decided to build like kits for refugee families that were coming and I actually connected with Amelia and told her, hey, I want to start this. I want it to be a skate clinic for girls, but skateboarding is being used as a conduit to teach confidence and resilience and perseverance. And I want to add service. I think I'm going to call it like skate rising. Like I was trying to figure it out. Yeah. So anyways, and she's like, well, why don't you just do it under the umbrella of exposure? So then you have insurance, blah, blah, blah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, like, I went from not knowing really what I was doing and then sitting down gift. one day. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but that's the thing is when you don't know, but you just trust and keep moving yes. forward, even if it's a tiny step at a time, things things do work out. As long as you're trying to move forward and and, and trying to do good. the
0: support. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. So, that was how Skate Rising was started. And the first event for the actual Skate Rising happened just a month after the first skate clinic. And nice. I had no idea if I, if it could happen, but we had volunteers show up like Nectar juice bar here in Encinitas. Like they, they came on and, and started nice. helping and they still help at every single event three and a half years later. Wow. So, and I can't even tell you what I saw. It's these kids, as you guys know, these kids teach me way more than I could ever teach them yeah. about humility, about trust, about not having judgment towards people. Yeah. Like, use good judgment, but don't judge. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, yes. So, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's been the best thing for me is every single event, you know, three and a half years later, I'm totally going to cry. It's, oh. But it's seeing the kids come up and look at you and, and be so excited to show you something they've got. Yes. Something they learned. And their answers when you're asking about, you know, yesterday we made a gratitude chain, all the kids that were there. And it was probably 40 feet long by the end because everybody added to the chain, but just the things that they talk about and the, I'm trying to think like the innocent way that they think.
1: Yes. Yeah. If
2: we can all just get back to earth and think more like that, right. Be more humble and teachable and learn through the doing and the process and trust in the process. Like it. I'm humbled every day by my kids.
3: I love how it blurs the lines, too, between like this thing that can be their passion and all this service and everything. Because I think so many times it would be like like a kid probably would feel like, I've got to stop doing this thing I love to then go do this thing that feels like work or it feels like I'm giving, not getting. You've completely blurred the lines of giving, getting. It's like all one big thing. You're like, life can be all of that every day. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
2: <clears throat> that's like, I think that that's just how I live. Yeah. So I don't even know how to explain it other than through random, you know, yeah. incidences or the things right. that we do because that was before the Ohana Bowl ever even existed was yeah. the, the skateboarding and trying and then seeing that that need kept growing. So we've had events that have had 125 girls that have driven all the way from San Francisco. Wow. Come wow. to events and We ended up doing a tour because I think of crazy ideas and I have nothing in my brain that says that I can't do something. I just don't know how yet. Yes. (laughs) And so one day I go to Amelia, I'm like, listen, I think I'm going to buy an RV. And if I buy the RV, I'm just going to keep it for the summer. And I think that we should bring Skate Rising to different cities because people had reached out and asked if they could start Skate Rising where they were. But the thing is, is I really want it to stay pure to what it is. And I would, anyone, anywhere is welcome to start something similar, you know, just add service and skateboarding in your own way. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't try to manage other things at this point in my life because my kids matter more. And so I tell her this crazy idea, like, I think I'm going to, we're going to do a tour. It's going (laughs) to be called feed the need and be focused on feeding the need of the homeless along the West coast. And she's kind of looking at me like, Okay, I... I, Oh, okay. Yeah, tell me more. You know, and somehow, crazily, it came together. And we did a tour up the West Coast and into Oregon. And then on the last day of the tour, we launched an international day of service and had five events around the world, or six events around the world at the same time. Wow. All focused on feeding the need of the homeless in their own cities. But also empowering the girls through skateboarding and committing to kindness, all within the one event in each place. Fantastic! And that's the cool thing, is like... When the kids, I always say kind is cool. Yes. <laughs> so it's like the more that we can show that and and then acknowledge when others are, are doing that as well and empowering the kids as they recognize that, yeah. the more that they do. So the I created like commit to kindness contracts instead of anti-bullying contracts. Perfect, yeah. So it's committing to kindness. And it, I think we, through that tour and the last day, the International Day of Service, had like 600 girls around the world that had signed these commit to kindness contracts. Awesome. So, but this is not, this isn't about me. It's about we is what I say. Like it's about us, the community. Skate rising couldn't happen without every single volunteer. Like the community that has come together because I think that we all are seeking for similar things. Like we want our kids to be, you know, confident and compassionate and strong within their own and supporting of others. How do we get there? And you're right, Terry, when you said it's hard to like, when you don't have the answers to figure it out. And I think that that's something I was (laughs) blessed with. It's also a curse is that I don't try to figure things out first. (laughs) I just kind of go and do.
3: Well, it seems like the, you know, I don't want to say it's a pattern, but it seems like your formula is, is you're like, as long as I'm operating out of this, or this is the takeaway, like you, you came up with the name the the, yeah, the feed the need. You're like, okay, cool. So as long as that happens, whether we make it to one stop, whether we make it to all, whether one person shows up, whether 600 people show up, if we did that, that's good enough.
2: It's good enough. Yeah. Exactly.
3: And and so the, this idea of like stepping into something, there's no like, well, this is what success has to look like and we have to do this. And then if we do that, then we'll feed some people and then we'll do all this. And you're just like, no.
2: Yeah.
3: Like you just are like, we're going to do this. We're just going to step into it and... That's it. And yeah. it's not like a well we have to raise this to do this. I mean, I know it costs money to buy an R V, but at the same time, it wasn't gonna stop you. You just and feel you, like, knew you, you were
1: going did you sell it at the end of the summer or did you keep it in the is summer? we've we kept still have. it, we <laughs> still have it right yeah. now,
2: but we've done some really fun family trips, you know, yes. and yes. and it was it was something that was like I don't know how this is gonna work out. But I know that if I'm focused on feeding the homeless and educating my kids and anyone else that shows yeah. up, even if it's one person, yeah. It matters enough. Yes. Yes. I'm doing, I'm doing what I can at this moment in time, and I'm okay with that. And you're having fun. Yeah, you have fun Adventures. with everything
1: you do. That's why your kids <laughs> want to hang out with you, like because you make everything fun. You know, so it's like the few. You know, I just keep the highlight of this this episode today, families, is like I just I hope you keep feeling these themes of the compassion and confidence that Kelsey, uh, Callie so beautifully lives in our life. But I want you to really understand that you know courage and confidence only comes from like when you're scared so every the way Callie lives her life is like oh my gosh I want to do this I have this why like which is the same thing that parents find when they come to Fresh Start Family they hear this message that we help them understand and their heart opens and they're like oh yeah I want to live my life like that I want to Raise my kids with integrity, with compassion, with grace, with kindness and firmness. But, and I know I'm not doing that right now. So it's like you find that why, but it's scary to like step into new things, whether you're on a skateboard and you're dropping into a bowl for the first time or you're stepping out and saying, I'm going to do this tour. Like it's scary. Like what if all those things can flood your brain? Like what if I don't, what if I fail or what if this is a bad investment or what if this, I shouldn't be dropping in all these things. But then you find the courage, you step forward because you're solid with your why. And then you a year later look back and go, We did that. Like we were scared and we still stepped forward and we toured the entire West Coast and served how many thousands of people and had whatever six hundred girls or six thousand, what'd you say, <laughs> sign this contract? Yeah. Like and then you look at your girls and you're like, remember the day you were scared to drop in for the first time on the bowl? And now look at you like it's just there's such a common theme of like you cannot be confident and courageous if you're never scared. And you never like you have to step forward through the the scared anyways and um, just know that you can do it. It's like you as long as you have your why, you got to have your why. Yeah. Why am I doing this? And it's like your your why is so rock solid.
3: And I'm always finding a way to connect with dads here. You know, I know we're talking about, you know, these are two powerful women i'm sitting next to and we're talking about girls and skateboarding and everything like this but this so relates to the guys is like being humble enough to admit that you don't know everything you can still be a powerful force to step forward and try new things in your family without having to know it all or having to be like my way or the highway you're actually gonna oh you're gonna bless your family so much by just saying you know what? I don't know it all. Let's try this thing. Yes. Of course. I want more connection with my kids my family, my wife. This seems, I don't know. This doesn't seem right. I'm a little scared. I'm worried. Just step forward and, yeah. and just be, be humble enough and strong enough to just try something new.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I love the quote and I have no idea who said it, but the be afraid and do it anyway. Yeah. Yes. I mean, exactly. because what do you have to lose?
3: Right. I mean, that
2: tour was not without trials and tribulation yeah. and hard things. But it's nothing that I can't figure out, or as a family, we can't overcome, Yeah. even when things are hard, because honestly, every single one of us has struggles and hardships. They're all different, but we all know that feeling, yeah. and it's going to come. And I yes. talk to my kids about this, too. You're going to go through hard things. You're going to have struggles, Yeah. and that's okay. You, it's okay to cry. It's okay to have emotion. That's okay. What you do through it and what you overcome it with and look back and think about, like, the lessons that you learned through it matters. Yes. So what can you learn through this process? And
1: it's so empowering to be in a space where you're, you're having it modeled to you that you so beautifully model through your family that, like, we do hard stuff. We do stuff that's scary, and we do it because we have a solid why, but, like, it's so empowering for kids to have that model and to, like, just be put in situations where you're, like, you'll figure it out and if you fall it's okay but like that is how kids feel like and it's for here at Fresh Start Family like we teach parents how to do that with like misbehavior and mistakes and like little kids that tantrum and like getting letting them get through it and not having to force them out of it but just getting them once they're on the other side of this 45 minute tantrum and go look you you're you're okay now the storm's passed what did you do to calm yourself down? You did that. Like, you're going to be okay. And that was really hard. And now without like forcing, fixing, overpowering, controlling, but then just like, I trust you. You're going to walk through this. You're going to be okay. That's just like a funny example of the toddler tantruming. But like anything, you know, like if your kid's having trouble at school or if they're scared to do their new sports program, it's like just trusting and holding that space that like, everyone's going to be okay. You're going to do be able to do hard things. And on the other side of it, you're going to, you're just going to be stoked. You just got to, you just got to trust yourself. You got to carry through and, and, and that's so empowering for kids.
0: Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I would love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and me know if you have any questions, com forward slash firm and kind.
2: And with that, mm-hmm. then they know they can do it. Yes, exactly.
1: It's not about no. us.
2: Yeah. I mean, as parents, you know, we are serving our kids every day. Yeah. But- you know, and, and don't get me wrong. When I see Chase, my little guy, my four year old, like 10 feet up in a tree, which he did like right. <laughs> in October at skate rising, I'm running an event and I turn around and Chase is 10 feet up in a tree behind me. <laughs> yes. Like I want to try to be there and keep him safe. Right. There was no way I could climb and, and get him with where he was and, yes. and what was going on. But I also trust in the process and just said, okay, Chase, Just so you know, it's important that you are capable of climbing down yourself. Yes. You know, so when you're ready to be sure that, you know, you get down safely or you can call to us and we will be here to help you. Yeah. But once they have the opportunity and we can step back, which is really hard as a parent sometimes, but when we step back and let them figure out how to get through, they know that they can, which is way more powerful than us ever forcing them to do anything. Yeah. When a kid's sitting in a classroom, they're learning. But when writing and watching, you're retaining 15% of the information. Right. When you're actively doing or teaching someone through, like, to how to do something, yeah. you can retain 85 to 90% of the information. Nice. So trusting in that process, allowing them to figure it out, and fall if it's in a safe circumstance. Right. You know, yeah. They then are empowered just through the process of trying and yeah. doing and figuring it out.
1: And, they fig- and like I love with your story, it's like you, you dedicate, you said, okay, I'm going to do it. And then you started opening your heart and your eyes around you to what resources were available to you. And you started to figure it out. The pieces of the puzzle started to come together. Um, but yeah, so, okay, so connection, so empowerment and then connection. You guys can just hear the overarching theme here of how, um, you know, it's like the way you lead your family is so beautiful. You do stuff together, you have fun, you mix it all together, the giving, the, the just all of it. It's so fun. And, of course, it's full of adventure. Um, and I want, I, you know, it's like, what, where are we at now? We're, we're getting close to um, ending the episode. And I want you to talk a little bit about just as a mom of four and, and, and first... Sorry, listeners, bear with me here. I'm rambling now. But first, I want you to tell us about the Ohana ball, Bowl in your backyard and how that came, where that cool idea came from and how you f- stepped forward. I'm sure even though you were like, oh, my gosh, am I crazy? <laughs> <laughs> this is totally, totally crazy. Okay. And then I want you to end us with just your thoughts on like this idea that you, you spoke to earlier when, before we were recording about... I'm just being okay, not being in control all the time. And as a mom of four, I just think you can speak to that so beautifully with everything you've done over the last um, five, 10 years. And then, you know, the way you've mothered your children and, and been the CEO of the Cal family. <laughs> um, but talk to us about the Ahano Bowl and then the, and then the um, control thing.
2: Sure. Us out. Sure. So, I mean, really, um, even the way that I connected with Amelia was through Instagram. And I nice. started posting on Instagram pictures of the kids skating so I could print the chat books oh, that yes, are like $8 too. and yes. you can print like 80 pictures in it. But it, I didn't even, I don't even think I realized that it was just like a public account right. and people started following. And mm-hmm. the more that people followed, I started connecting with people around the world and and that created like, I mean, that's how I met Amelia, who now I've partnered with with Skate Rising and Exposure nice. to have the youth program up. So through this and... Through the skate rising and, all, and people all over the world, I just realized like skateboarding really is the most, or in my perspective, the most inclusive community I've ever come across. Because you can have a little girl in a tutu, a guy that's tatted from head to toe, yep. and a guy that just got off work and he's in you know, his work shoes, you know, changing at the skate park to vans or whatever, yep. and they're ready to skate the bowl and they're all supporting one another. Yes. There's nowhere else that you would see that, in, at least in my experience.
3: No, you're right.
2: We were just talking about that. It's my favorite thing. Like, that's my place. Those are my people because there's no judgment. Like, you just love and have fun and enjoy. So, with all of that, we had our backyard. (laughs) (laughs) And we had cut down 175 50-foot palm trees. Because we still... And we still have 75 giant ones. So, we had cut down so many palm trees. And we realized how big our backyard was. So... Matt and I kind of looked at each other and I'm like, I really want a Mongolian yurt in the backyard. So I can put, you know, an art studio or like a hangout for kids or whatever. But another thing that would be kind of cool is a skate bowl. Since we're getting into skateboarding and everybody, like Matt was skating at this point. I wanted to, but still had the little guy and there yeah. was young enough that I didn't want him on a skateboard yet. Um and we just kind of looked at each other and we're like, Okay, well, let's just see, like, how much that stuff would cost. So we had a couple guys come over and quote out for, like, a bowl. And then there was one guy who I – oh, my gosh, he's Uncle Aaron now. Aaron Astorga. I love him so much. But he came over, had never met us before, came in our backyard, and um, looked around, and I kind of just looked at him and I said, I have no clue what I'm doing here. And (laughs) we're thinking about building a bowl, but, like, I'm not a builder, and I don't know what a bowl is supposed to look like. So if you could do anything here – what would you do? Like, just, just draw. Just show me, and then we'll talk about it. He sits back there, and it was the same look that Aubrey had when she first started pushing in the skate park. That, like, excitement yeah. and, like, interest. And you could tell that he was in his element by drawing and creating in that way. And he showed us this picture of what the bowl could look like. And, by the way, I would—I had no clue how big it would be right. at the time. <laughs> and Matt and I saw, like, his excitement and his creativity. And after he left, we kind of looked at each other and were like, should we do this? Like, should we? And I'm like, let's not think too much about it. Let's just do it. I have chills
1: over my whole body. Oh my
2: gosh. So Aaron spent the next three months in our backyard building this bowl. And it literally looked like Noah's Ark for a while as it kept building. and, (laughs) And Chase came, like Chase, and he was like, now one and a half, two years old, would sit out there with Aaron with his pretend, like, fake hammer. Hammering in nails next to Aaron. And Aaron would just sit there. And that matters more to me than anything. Like, how someone treats my children teaches me more about them and who they are than anything else ever could. Yes. And he was just there supporting Chase, like, so stoked the whole time. So I knew that this was, like, this bowl was a special thing for our family. And it really was just something, or at least... In my perspective at the time, I just thought this is something for our family to enjoy together. Yeah. We're going to skate together. We're going to surf together. We're going to do things together because that matters. Yes. (laughs) And it wasn't until after it was built and we decided, well, family means most. So, you know, if anybody's watched Lilo and Stitch, Ohana means family and family means no one gets left behind. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. we called it the Ohana Bowl because it's focused on family. Nice. What came after that is my favorite, though. Our friends from that we had created through social media, which I tell my kids, like, you can't meet people online. Right. <laughs> but don't, you and I know, I'm not the best example. Um, I know. I just, I, it's just interesting how things started coming into our lives and people started just connecting there. And now our bowl on the side of it is lined with flags from all over the world because of our family or friends that are like family that are all over the world. And, and they're represented at the Ohana Bowl because they matter. And that community and that connection on a broader scale matters so much.
1: Oh my gosh. And so literally like any day of the week, if you were to just like pop by Callie's house, she has like 17 kids there and they're all like (laughs) skating and having a blast and there's like music going and there's like cookies being like, you're just like a super mom and I love it and... It's there's just always this element of fun and the way you have taken that creation and just it's such a light in our community and it's such a light in the world. And it's literally brings me so much joy to watch your girls rip through that thing. Like when I'm like I try not to like scroll social media much anymore. I try to use it for like this. You know what? You you connect with people and you put up great content. Like you build out that portfolio, you help others, but I try, but then I get so excited when I see
2: her stuff and I'm like, <laughs> what are they doing? And when I get to watch your
1: girls ripping on that thing, I'm just like, my jaw just drops. Out. It's so beautiful to watch. I'm sure it's like watching, for us, it's like watching Stella play the drums. Like I bet you just find so much joy in like watching them do something they love so much and the, the skill and the beauty of it is... I mean, it's just fantastic. I mean, I, I know I have more experience watching Aubrey, but like her her style and like her finesse on a skateboard is just so beautiful. You know, like her she's just yeah such no a unique she, style. she's
3: a natural, but it's it's also I think you know seeing where it's taken her up to this point and then just imagining like where it's gonna take her. It, it, you know, and I'm not even talking about contests or anything. I'm just talking about life, like this yeah. gift. That up to this point, it's, it's given her and it's like, man, she's, she's going to do something amazing with it. And through it, just like you guys are already doing. It's yeah. like, who knows? Who yeah. knows? Well, And that's what's so yeah. cool about
2: it is like our little people, they are game changers. They are, yeah. they are leaders of tomorrow. Every single kid out there is a leader of tomorrow. Yeah. We just have to foster and support that and encourage and lead in those ways. And the things that they do, the things that they create are so incredible. And that's what's been so fun is then introducing skateboarding to so many different people. Then most likely or what I've heard many times is they would have never tried skateboarding. Oh gosh, but yeah. once you get in a place that it's a safe, inclusive and supportive environment, like I have I have guidelines at our house where right. you you're either rising or raising each other up or you're tearing each other down and if you're tearing each other down you're out like right you got to take great yeah. this is not this is not that place yes this is a place where you support if you see someone trying something new you go and help you go yes. and do and it's cool to see what that has created is just by having that foundation and those guidelines that are focused on supporting one another, one another um, that's the only thing that comes in our backyard like it's awesome we yeah. and we have friends that are BMX riders last christmas we had our friend from Hungary at our house and then his brother who works for the UN and um, was living in Belgium. They both stayed with us and spent Christmas with us. Wow. And it was so fun. But I was talking to Danny um, about uh, the bowl and about our house and about how a few months earlier, a whole group of professional BMX riders came over to our house after the Vans US Open. Nice. And while they were at our house. They were so like just sweet, fun, loving, amazing. And they are. They're amazing people. And I looked at, him, looked at him and I'm like, I just love that no one actually comes to our house and is like cussing or doing those things. Yeah. This is really cool that all these people are just really good people. And he's like, they are really good people. But I got to tell you, they change to when be at your step house. In the door, they yeah. step here and they, they know what type of environment this is beautiful and so they meet that as opposed to yeah you know and I like that I like that it's a place of mutual respect and support and community and people recognize that and that's what comes from it and that's
1: an example of strong leadership it's a beautiful example of how you are such a strong leader of your family of like these organizations these, these things that you create and you can just feel it you don't need to like preach that or like make people comply when they walk in the door you just live it and it's very present in your home and so it's just so natural it's easy to follow suit with like a strong leader when you I I can totally see how that's how people would kind of change when they walk in the door it's awesome okay so um so tell so one thing I thought of that I wanted to when you talk about like how many girls have been exposed to this um, is so funny. I think back to the, that day I did break my fracture my shoulder. There was a little girl um, and her mom was like on roller skates. Uh-huh. Is this little girl, been at your yeah, program her name is Kenzie. Oh, I know. Yeah, she's can. so cute. Oh my gosh, she so she's like, is she four or is she five or is she just like a little six? She was old?
2: like four years old. Oh then.
1: my gosh, this true. Okay, this memory will never leave me. So. It it doesn't matter that I fell and broke my show. That's not part of it. But the point is, is like this little girl is so inspirational to me. She had a tutu on, I think, <laughs> and she would go up to the side of the the bowl or wherever we were, like the what did you what you call quarter it? Quarter pipe. It's quarter pipe. Even though it's a corner, um, it's the corner. Yeah, sure. So it's it's like just, the, it looks like a mini. Yeah,
2: it's like it's a park course. Like so there's yeah. like a different areas in the park course that would be like quarter pipes, and okay, it would be so like we'll the corner a of pipe. a what a bowl could be, but. Right. Okay. So we're called a quarter pipe
1: and, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't know. I'm not sure if I can do this one. And there was like three up times when this happened where this little girl would just come up to me. She'd stand there on the edge. She'd get her board lined up and she would like be, she'd go through the whole process that I was going through. But she was literally inspiring me as a four-year-old. And she was, she, she kind of like be like, Oh, I don't know. And then people from all around would be like, you got this girl. Like Come on, you got this. You can do this. And she would, like, take a deep breath and, like, shrug her shoulders, like, whew. And she would just, like, go through this whole inner process of, like, fear into courage, into stepping forward, even though she's not sure. And then, like, she would just drop in. And it was, like, the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I remember thinking, like, this four-year-old can do this. I can do this. And I just made a small mistake. That's it. But, I mean, it was so inspirational and that's just one of the girls that you've impacted that now goes through life like that like whatever she's going through I'm sure I can see her like okay I'm I'm scared of this I'm I'm scared of like standing up on the recess you know wherever to like tell someone they can't they can't talk to a friend like that or I'm I'm worried like you know whatever it is that she goes through life she has this process set up that she can do it herself because like people were cheering for her but she went through that whole thing by herself. Like, t- the deep breath, the inner self-talk, and then moving forward with courage. And it was just, like, literally one of the most beautiful things I've seen in a four-year-old. A four-year-old little girl with a tutu on. Until she'd
2: drop in and she was ripping. But don't you wish? Like, that's what I kept thinking is I wish that I had had that when I right. was that little. yes. But at the same time, I don't because then I wouldn't be where I'm at. Right, and, exactly. You know, but I see these little ones and and that matters. That's why, yes. that that's what keeps so me going beautiful. is seeing these kids that are confident and strong and, you know, excited to go and do and learn and know that there's like not even the sky's the limit, you know, and no one has to do it the same way. I think that that's really something that's a huge, what I hope people take away too is, yeah, this is skateboarding, but we, you know, skateboarding is a part of our life, but it's not our entire life. It's given us an opportunity to try and do and, and create or not even create but be part of an incredible inclusive community. Beautiful. We didn't create this community. It was already there. It was just connecting the dots kind of.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
2: the kids they are the leaders of tomorrow. They are yeah. who will be changing the world and you know, maybe next year, maybe 10 years. Yeah. But yeah. but they are. So if if they have the opportunity to learn and grow and do and be strong and confident I mean, who could, in my perspective, who could ask for anything more? You it's know?
1: amazing. All right. So finish. Well, I want you to finish off this episode with just what you've learned through all of this about really this beautiful process of letting go of control, because um, you spoke to it so eloquently before, and it is such a, you know, constant theme in parenting, whether you're creating a business, you're learning how to skateboard, surf, whatever, that like, you know, it's very hard to let go of it. So, um, what have you learned and what have you been blessed with as you've learned to like, just kind of open those hands a little bit and be like, well, this is, this is a little chaotic and it's all right.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I think I like to say that my home is a beautiful chaos <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or a beautiful mess. I mean, whatever you want to say it, but I mean, with four kids, especially I just got to a point where it was either that control or the connect Yeah, and The control does nothing but make things darker. Like you just feel grosser. You're trying to make things happen as opposed to just letting things naturally happen, I guess. And when there's love, you're going to connect with your kids more. So you don't actually need the control because you're able to listen to understand as opposed to listen to respond. Right. And when you're listening to understand, you realize how powerful these little people are. Right. Like the, what they're saying and who they are really matters and that they are strong little people that are themselves. They're not who I'm creating them to be. They are who they are. And I get to watch that happen if I let go of the control. Right. You know? So, and honestly with four kids, I just don't have control. There was no possible way. And maybe (laughs) that's just because, you know, I'm not the best at that. I don't know. But... Letting go and being humble enough to say, I don't have this, but that's okay. I'll figure it out. Yep. Has been the best process for me to grow and learn through. And it's so hard every single time because there's so many times. And even still, like I make mistakes every day, hundreds of mistakes all the time. Yeah. But at least now I'm at a point where I can sit there, make a mistake, and sometimes afterwards humble myself enough to think, what could I have done differently? Acknowledge it. Apologize if necessary. Yeah. And then try harder the next time. Yeah. Because that's all what we're trying to do is try. Right? Yeah. But yes.
3: If, we're just trying to. If you model it. that and your kids follow suit, boom. I mean, you've unlocked so much of the family <laughs> struggle yeah. right there just by doing that yourself. Passing that on to them. Well, yeah. and,
2: mo- and not most of the time, but half the time they're the ones teaching me that, yeah. you know? So,
1: yes. And, and families, it's like, you know, it's, I want you to understand that what Callie's talking about of like, you know, letting go of control does not mean she's not a strong, powerful leader of her kids. Like, I mean, I am like in awe of the way you lead because you're, you got, you do have control. I mean, you are like radical. Like you're like everybody in the car. Like, I mean, you handle business. Like don't mistake <laughs> what she's saying as like, she's just like, whatever, my kids do whatever they want. And like, like they like no, there are like you run your ship tight. But it's but what, boundaries. It's boundaries and this is a larger sense of like stepping into like, wow, this is messy and we're still okay. So I love that. It's just like a big, big difference. I don't want listeners to misunderstand there, is like the greater sense of like just opening your your not instead of having these like closed fists of like, everything has to go my way, I know exactly how I want it all to roll out, instead it's like I think I think I have a good idea. I know my solid why, and we're all going to figure this out together. So, yeah. All right. Well, tell our listeners you want to um, finish us off.
3: Today yeah. With... So tell, tell our listeners where they can find you.
2: Yeah. Okay. So uh, we have a blog that I'm trying to figure out right now. <laughs> uh, so the website's thekelsays.com, and we're on Instagram and YouTube as well under the Kelsays, which is T H E K E L S A Y S. And those are the best places also for Skate Rising would be, you know, Skate Rising is on Exposure's website or on Instagram. So,
1: yeah. And we'll make sure we put all of this in the show notes, family. We'll have
3: pictures of the yeah. Ohana Bowl, some events, um, so that you can put a visual to all this awesome stuff that we're talking about. And I just want to say, <clears throat> it's such a gift for you to come into our lives. I still remember... The first time I ever saw your face was standing at the fence at kindergarten when you guys um, had moved to the area, I believe, and it was like halfway through the year, something like that.
2: Yeah, we had switched Aubrey from a private school to Yes. Park oh, to. yes.
3: Okay, so I remember standing there, you, we, we did our introductions, we were both staring at our kids through the fence, and there was just something about you, I was like, she's our people, I don't know why, and this is before all of Aww. this stuff, it was before the skateboarding, it was before all these things, cool. I, just, I just felt it. I just knew it, yeah. and then I think about all the things along the way, um, <clears throat> being invited to and going to the dads with daughters in the surf, I remember doing that, been to a bunch of skate risings, inviting us over to skate the bowl, um, coming and picking up the kids every single time, or you know, to see Stella playing music with Aubrey, I, every single encounter has been something amazing. So I'm just so Thank thankful. You. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> Thank,
1: so you. Thank you yeah. for being here. I, I know listeners are going to love this episode. Um, thanks for listening, families.
0: For more information and all of the links to what we talked about in today's episode, head to FreshStartFamilyOnline.com forward slash 38. That's FreshStartFamilyOnline.com forward slash 38. For more information, go to FreshStartFamilyOnline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day.